Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, thanks to the magic of editing, you have future Kevin here. And future Kevin would like to give you a note about this episode. We are going to mention that we're going to be covering the Confederates and the Conquistadors in this episode. Uh, that is not going to happen. We realized uh, as we were recording that these two factions, and actually all four of these outlaw factions, really deserve and require their own episode to keep them within an hour. So this episode will only contain the uh conquistadors if this is a disappointment we are very sorry and next week you will can expect us to cover the confederates welcome to another episode of three men and a war game i am paul and i like game of thrones still i'm kevin and i'm on the fence about game of thrones and i'm potter and i want my starbucks game of thrones pop <laughs> 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 I haven't even seen an episode I mean, from this uh, season, and those those memes and they they still kill me. They they still kill me. I love it. At, at least at least at this point, it, it takes some of the the pressure off of Ryan Johnson for like a couple weeks before people go back and bitching <laughs> about him. That's a valid statement, sadly. So what's been going on, guys? Yeah, well, anybody um, got some hobby progress? <clears throat> I've I've got I've got uh, almost an entire army with paint on it right now. What? What's the army? What are you painting? My my watchers. The watchers, in the dark. <laughs> Watching you. How are you? Uh, how are you feeling? You guys also, big news, right? You guys are both now war hosts. I don't think we've talked about that on the podcast. Yeah, no, you guys, you yeah, guys are official. both officially war hosts now. That's pretty. Yeah, cool. We are. Yeah, Raleigh. Raleigh's got two. Gonna have to be careful not to become a full blown wild west or wild west exodus podcast here. I know we're in. It's gonna be tough right from now. this point forward. I think for for me, my wallet is gonna get pretty uh, heavy into this just to support the community since I've you know got a legal obligation now that I've signed <laughs> NDAs and everything. I talk about stuff I'm not supposed to. They're gonna charge me a thousand dollars. Yikes! Yeah. No, I mean it's it's good though. I've I've enjoyed it so far. I mean, I I think I've been officially in it what three weeks now, and um, the community's great. Uh, the communication from the company's great. So it's it's been it's a nice experience for being my first experience because I wanted to be a press ganger when I was playing Privateer Press back in the day, but never did it. And uh, I'm I'm enjoying it so far. It's fun. Yeah, it's a good little cool. group of people so far. It's it's kind of exciting. Uh, you know they're. They're pretty supportive as far as running events and all that stuff, uh, mm-hmm. so so it's pretty cool, and uh, I'm excited about it. Got invited to like actually a couple of the other Warhost events. Uh, unfortunately, they're just way too far for me to go to. Um, but yeah, so they're 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 really inclusive. It's it's nice so far. How about you, Chops? Any uh, uh, happy progress there? Um, I got uh, Han painted. Of course, he says yes. <laughs> Hey, I was just la- I'm just glad I was able to contribute from a paint standpoint instead of building. Yep, I got Han finished. I built uh, the rest of my Spica cohort, so I have all ten of them built now. Uh, I also built uh, seven models that I'm not ready to talk about because I'm not ready to admit to myself that I purchased them. What uh, GW products did you buy? <laughs> no, it's it's Wild West Exodus. Oh. Uh, also. <laughs> that's when you know uh, that's when you know you have a problem when you're not willing to admit it to yourself that you I know something i know well that's why i thought they were gw because i thought it was a shame that he bought gw models no no i wouldn't be ashamed of that i love gw models but the uh yeah i'm also i'm uh i'm actually i've been saying i've been working on these patreon models but i've actually been you know how it is with inspiration right like sometimes like if you just can't feel inspired to do something it's very hard to do it um, yes. Yeah. But I, that's why I don't paint because I only paint when I'm inspired. Yeah. I caught the bug to paint a specific set of models, and the, the cool thing about the Patreon thing is that I didn't say you were going to be able to pick the model I painted for you. So, so <laughs> I'm uh, I'm paint. It's a big group of models. It's a it's a it's seven models that go together for a specific game, and I feel very inspired. I had an idea for a paint scheme. And, uh, and a concept for these seven models to link them all together. Uh, and 
thus far the plan is uh, looking very cool. So I'm very excited about that. And I'm, that, I that should be able to actually wrap that up by the end of this week too. So that's pretty exciting. But the, cool. the, the downside for everybody else is that we think this is the only time Chops is doing this. Probably. Because, because of this <laughs> non-inspired thing, right? Like, it's very hard. I realize that when it comes to miniature painting, like, in most aspects of my life, I'm a very selfless person. I, I do stuff for people. I go out of my way uh, to do things. But for whatever reason, I found that uh, I paint for myself. And I don't enjoy painting when I'm not painting for myself. <laughs> so it's uh it's just a fact like i can't i can't get around it it takes all the magic out of it when i'm not doing it for my own collection um however i did like i said i do i have this like very uh strong urge to paint this and it's cool because i i'm painting them in, in a way that i know this patron will enjoy it uh but also uh, in a way that i wouldn't want to keep it because it's not necessarily a color scheme that i'd put on it even though i think it looks cool does that make sense Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, yep. so they're uh, they're looking pretty rad. They have a very cool uh, light to dark contrast. I'm excited about them. Anyway, so that's the other thing they're doing. And but when the, this person is going to get them before any of you guys that is listeners see them. But eventually they'll end up on the Twitter. I'm sure. Heck yeah, and uh, we'll let you know what the new fifteen dollar pledge reward will be. Yep, because we haven't quite talked about that amongst ourselves yet. So. Yeah, we just know it's going to change. Yeah, we'll update you. Anyway, so uh, I haven't done much hobbying. Um, pretty much most of my hobby time is now while we do the show. Um, so I did my Space Ghost Wolf last week. Um, and that was that was pretty much all I had time to sit down and do. I've been trying to get back into uh, exercising a bit more. So that's, that's taken a, a huge chunk of my free time. But I think that's I think that's worthwhile. I do too. Dare you be healthy? Yeah, yeah. So the the, the hobby progress might slow down <laughs> uh, a bit more, but you know, I won't. Hopefully, <laughs> health is wealth, or whatever, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I figure if I can if I can get myself you know seven more years of life out of exercise, then that's actually more minis I can paint. Probably a good <laughs> uh, outlook to have. Yep. Yep. So that's that's about it. But yeah, right now I am actually putting some paint on some Warrior Nation hands, uh, which is actually kind of exciting because I was not looking forward to painting them. But now that I am, um, I like it. Very cool. I, I look forward to shooting them off the table. Ha ha. I'm sure you will. All right, then. They die. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I was like, well, that's probably a thing that is going to happen. I mean, and to be honest with you, that is that is the reason why I bring them. Yeah, well, I'll have to do everything I can to stop Space Ghost from coast to coasting me. Space Ghost Wolf, <laughs> Space dude, Ghost it's Wolf it's ridiculous that that threat range on that damn model, and with his attack. Uh, I mean, I we'll I do a, we'll like, do a whole episode about them. Let's not get too far into I it know, now. I know. But let's we, talk. We just we we just recently got into big argument about it. That's why I'm a little still sour. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But let's talk we about get into an argument about it. Okay, a debate, a lively debate. Not be, you, you, me, and Ray at the store last week. Yeah, that was that was more about the effect of Pierce Four more so than anything else. Yeah, on a model that has a 21 inch threat range. 21 inch. No. 41 inch. If you want to spend that much action points walking, yeah. I was I, I was more talking about double walking and charging, which is 21 inches for him. Sure. But if there's something tasty uh, at 40 inches, it's worth it. Yeah, it is, you jerk. And he can do it. That's what's scary. And and I don't think it was so much an argument as much of a discussion because I, I, I did agree with you guys. It was just also oh, fun to poke the bear. I know. So anyway, Chops, get us back on topic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I tried. I tried to interrupt you guys a couple times. No listening. <laughs> I, I was like, guys, guys, guys. And then, and then I just was like, you know what? I'm going to sit here and play with a yo-yo for a couple minutes while they hash this out. Um, so, Yo-yos are uh, great, back, 
Yeah, back on topic. Uh, so tonight we are talking about Wild West Exodus. We are doing another deep dive. I'm sure if you're listening, you already read the description and you know eventually we're going to get to talking about Outlaws. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, and so the Outlaws, though, there are it's a very large faction. There's a lot of models to cover. Uh, and since it's a large faction, there's a lot of models to cover. We're going to break it up. And uh, because we're dumb, we broke them up the first one. Instead of breaking them up thematically, we broke it up the first week so that it would uh, it would have some alliteration. So we're doing Confederates and Conquistadors. Um, <laughs> I see logic- what you did there. <laughs> uh, so Confederates and Conquistadors are going to be the episode tonight. Um, that's what we're going to be talking about. I think I do actually, though, want to talk about one industry thing before we get into it, because, uh, before we get into it, 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 in, in the interest of time, uh, this week was Warhammer Fest and we don't need to do a full breakdown of all the announcements because there are frankly too many. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the main thing that I think that they showed, uh, that will be of interest to our listeners is the contrast, uh, paint line. Did uh, either of you guys take any time to look at the contrast paint line or would you like me to describe in detail what it is and what I've seen and, and witnessed thus far? I, I, I get the feeling that most people have probably looked at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that we need to go with that detail of it, but I'd, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it since you are the uh, most prolific hobbyist of us all. Sure. So the the way that it they, it works, right, is they've got these two uh, contrast undercoats, which, you know, we have to figure out what these spray paints are, uh, you know, outside of regular spray paint. Like that they, they say that you need them for the contrast paint. I doubt it. I think that you'll be able to use them without it, just maybe to a different effect. But what it looks like to me is that they are um, thicker paints than a, than a uh, like an ink, right? But thinner than a standard acrylic. And it looks like it's pigment floating in medium. Um, at least that's what it looks like to me is it's a, it's a heavy medium based paint. And I, you know, they, they're advertising it with this one thick coat. I don't buy that. I don't think you're going to be able to put a thick coat on it and have it look good. I think it's still going to need a little bit of a deft hand um, for you to make it look good. But, but that being said, um, I'm very excited about it. Um, mostly from the, if you think about like, Paul, for you with your Seraphon that you have, if you ever wanted to like get in and actually play some AOS, like some skirmish or something, um, I think that the th- these contrast paints, you could buy a couple of them and you could use them to very, very great effect on models like Seraphon. And I'm excited to use them on my gibbering hordes for the other side. I'm That's exactly on buying, what I was I think, thinking. Gibbering hordes would be a good place to use them. Yeah, I'm going to buy eight or nine of them, I think. Um, I have a color sort of scheme that I have picked out for my gibbering hordes. Um, <clears throat> like I know how I want my carcanoid to look and how I want my, my um, barb scragglers or whatever to look. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to try to do those with the contrast paints um, just to, to give them a whirl. Uh, Cause I didn't, you know, I had no idea when I was going to get paint on those models anyway. And at some point I'd like to do some demos for the other side and see if I can actually get some people to play that game. Um, and it's easier to do with painted models. So if I can get them painted quick with contrast and make them look at least table acceptable, um, I'm really excited. And I think people who aren't necessarily thrilled with the the prospect of you know spending four to five hours or more, or you know four to five hours to twenty to thirty hours per model, like they don't. There's a lot of people who don't want to do that. They want to get a model painted in twelve minutes to a half an hour. And I think these contrast paints are actually going to give people. The ability to do that to a result that looks good from three feet away, because the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, if you learn how to apply the paint, uh, it does look like it does a decent job of shading, highlighting and base coating, um, which is kind of incredible. Um, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm excited to get my hands on in a, a third of them when they launch, because like I said, I, I have a specific palette of colors that I want to try. And uh, I'm bought in on the idea already. I think it's a really cool idea. And I think I have uh, a lot of models, at least for uh, AOS and the other side, that I would never have painted. But I think would be, you know, interested in getting painted quickly uh, with some of this stuff. Which is, you know, that's that's a really good thing to target those people who don't necessarily like to paint and give them a way to, to feel like they have decent looking models on the table. 
Yeah. And it also for a person like me who is interested in, you know, that I, like I have a split interest, one in improving my painting skills and making, you know, very good looking models. But at the same time, I like to play with painted models and I don't necessarily want to paint them all to a specific standard. And in certain games, I'm going to feel less inclined to have perfect models. Like when I play Kill Team, I really want my models to be painted, but I'm also not so invested in Kill Team that I'm willing to spend 100 hours painting 10 models. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I, trust me. I know what you mean. <laughs> so I, and, and contrast is the perfect thing there. That's the other thing. You know, my, the, the gibbering hordes in my Tau that I bought for Kill Team, I think, are my first two targets um, since I'm going to use similar colors. Um but yeah, so very, very excited for Contrast. I think it's a, it's a very cool paint. And I'm also interested to see what you can do with blending them because they look like they are on the Citadel color wheel, right? Like they're, they're somewhat color matched to other Citadel colors. And I'm wondering how they might work to blend colors together. Uh, and I'm excited to play with that too and you know, see how that works on some test models. I'm pretty sure they did say you can do some blending with them. I, th- yeah. I thought I read that. Yeah, so all in all, it's exciting. I think that it's a it's going to be a successful product for Citadel uh, or Games Workshop or whatever. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I'm excited about it. Also excited about Warcry. We'll talk about that later. Um, anyway, Outlaws. You want to handle some lore for the Conquistadors? Yeah, I'll jump. I'll jump right in. So uh, Conquistadors actually kind of showed up about 300 years before the Wild West Exodus, Exodus period. Um, and we and we talked about it a little bit with the Watchers, but you know Juan, Juan Ponce de Leon was was searching for his Fountain of the Youth, right? And he ended up finding what he thought was the Fountain of Youth, but as we know from looking at other sources, it turns out it was a Watcher Ark ship. When he went to drink from the Fountain of Youth, uh, everything just kind of stopped for him. Suddenly, it was 500 years later, and him and all of his conquistadors are now leaving and, and heading back up north from, you know, from, from the Americas and, and heading back up more towards Mexico and, and the west of the United States. And the interesting thing is, you know, they're conquistadors and, and they're, uh, you know, kind of zealots, and uh, they have this belief that they uh they 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 can hand out justice uh in their own way as you can figure from the fluff that we've talked about as far as the lawmen go uh the lawmen kind of don't like competition as far as handling the rules and that's actually one of the reasons why they are outlaws is that they're basically wandering the west at this point but you know saying hey we're super old uh we're conquistadors we found the fountain of youth here we are and uh you know people that are doing things that they seem wrong they're uh judging them and punishing them for that and the lawmen do not like that and i mean that's a that's a pretty quick rundown of their fluff but realistically uh they're such a small faction there isn't a whole lot but at the same time Ponce de Leon is almost single-handedly responsible for Lost World Exodus. Yes. Yep. So, so, so with you doing that, I'm just going to point this out right now. Uh, if I ever play Lawman now, I am doing a Judge Dread paint scheme. Because <laughs> the entire time, all I could think of was, I am the law. Yeah. Yep. There you go. But yeah. So I mean, that's it's like I said, it's it's pretty simple, but you know, it it ties in well, and it's it's actually kind of interesting that they were able to take some people that existed 300 years before the the setting and functionally work them in in an interesting way and an important way right because they're they're making lost world exodus yep yeah for I sure mean, they're the whole reason why we even know about the ship crashed in antarctica exactly exactly well he kind of crashed it right yeah he's kind of responsible I would say directly responsible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, that's, like I said, that's the the quick fluff on them. Paul, if if you would take us off uh, for the the, uh, Conquistadors, we can talk about those guys, talk about their their cards, talk about their their strengths, talk about their, their posses, and talk about what we'd buy if we were getting into them. 
Sure. Uh, that's pretty, it's pretty easy because they are a very limited, uh, group of people. Uh, well, not group of people, but uh, as far as a, a sub-faction goes, um, there's not a whole lot of them. But let me go into their aesthetic first. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, if you've ever seen a picture of a conquistador in your history books, uh, that's what they look like, right? So they have a lot of heavy armor. They have the, the conquistador-style helmets, um, which is pretty awesome. But then, you know, their weapons are very Wild West Exodus. And that's, you know, that kind of fits them into the world. So they do have that that look, that, that kind of, uh, I'll use a, a, a buoyant word here, and it, it is kind of incongruous because you have uh, the old the old style armor, but then these these higher tech weapons um, that you're 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 seeing here throughout the the game in general. Uh, so it, I yeah, they, I personally are... I, I think it looks great. I think it looks great too. Their armor looks sort of like late Middle Ages, like plate armor, but then they have these amazing like diesel punk weapons. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a couple of them have goggles on and stuff like that. Um, some of them are riding black hoofs. Uh, so again, it definitely fits very well into the theme of, of Wild West Exodus, which yeah. again, I absolutely love. Yeah, I mean, but their, their armor is, is still very much like it's got that unique conquistador look you know the the boat shaped helmets you know they got the the pantaloons that they wore during that time i mean it's very still very conquistador but it's got that wild west steampunk kind of vibe to it at the same time yep yep and and i mean that's that's what makes them really cool uh in for at sure. least in my opinion um for sure so as and, as get oh go ahead I was going to say, outside of the, uh, the aesthetic, are there any uh, common rules that are, um, that are you know, especially uh, prevalent in the conquistadors that you'd want to talk about? Uh, as, I mean, their, their common rules are fairly basic. Um, you know, if they're, excuse me, if they're mounted, they have moving target. If they're not, they have quick and the dead. Um, I think one of the yeah, things so that stands let's just, up... Quick, quick mention what those are. So, so moving target essentially means if your model moves more than seven inches in a turn, then six, then aim checks have to be re-rolled if successful against the right. model. And then quick of the de- quick in the dead, as we've noted about Wild West Exodus in the past, is a very deadly game. Uh, quick in the dead allows you to roll a dice against what's called your quick stat, and if you pass it, you can negate an enemy's attack. Uh, so it's one way of uh, of shrugging some damage off, and 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 basically it gives you your ability to take a punch. So when we talk Correct. about quick in the dead and moving target, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, because the, the that's all over the place in this faction. Um, and the other the the other thing that's that's kind of interesting that shows up a a good amount that I was kind of shocked um, is almost all the the models that are not mounted have shoulder to shoulder. Which, if you remember from our lawman episode, so if they're standing base to base, their their grit stat is improved by one, so they're they're you know better saves. Um, you Very know, so cool. That, and, I, didn't, and, I didn't know that. Yes, uh, which which is great. And then the other thing on top of that is that all of your kind of odd support special rules are spread throughout the faction. So there's at least two models that have counterintelligence. Um, Shrewd Strategist is in there, uh, Invigorate, the Compel. So there's all, all those little support type things that, that a lot of bosses can do and, and are elsewhere are spread throughout this faction, uh, which, which kind of makes them very interesting in, in that way, which is just, I mean, I'm going to say it, it's really cool to have it spread out um, and usable in, in more than one way. Uh, so, so all the all the themes that you get from all those other armies are are in here in some way. So they can compete, and I, I guess that's what I'm getting at. There is that they're not lacking uh, in any of those special rules that you find uh, kind of standard throughout uh, the game. If that makes sense, it does. Okay, so that's 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 kind of the common rules and the special rules that that show up an awful lot. So as far as their play style goes, 
Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised that Potter hasn't really looked at them yet. Uh, because I think they would fit exactly where he likes to play. A mobile gun line. They are, they are a, a fairly mobile gun line. Uh, every model just about has a weapon called Golden Rifle. Uh, and if they don't have the Golden Rifle, they have something else in place of it. Uh, but basically this is a 20-inch Pierce two rate of attack 1 weapon. With Amicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is nothing to shrug at. Because the ammo clip you can give it Brutal if you want. So this way it counts as having 2 hits instead of the 1. Uh, and that's out from 20 inches. Plus they also have a pistol that they can use as they get closer. Uh, which also has ammo clip and revolver fan and close work and all that type of stuff. So they have both the long range and the mid range guns. Um, most of them have some type of smoke grenade, um, or at least some type of, of grenade. You want to talk about what a ammo clip does? Sure. Ammo clip is kind of interesting because it gives you uh, the ability after you hit uh, to choose an effect on the gun. Um, one of them is brutal, which is a bonus hit. Uh, another one is called Shred, which allows you to ignore a piece of cover when you're targeting, but since it's, uh, and it also ignores the grit side of it, so you can reduce the ability for the opponent to save, kind of essentially giving it Pierce 3 if they're in cover. Um, and uh, what's the other one? Hazardous? I forget what yeah. the third one of, of yep. Ammo Clip yep. is. Hazardous, uh, yeah. But brutal, brutal and shred seem to be the most common ones. But hazardous could be very uh, effective against a, a mass unit, right? Yep. A unit with more than one model in it. Uh, just because with that, then at the end of the model's activation, they take a crit check, and if they pass it, the hazardous goes away. If they fail it, somebody dies. So, um, and the, yeah, and so they also have uh, many of them have smoke grenades, which is really good because it puts out the blast template. And it, you, you can see into it, but uh, it gives you cover if you're in it, which is really huge. Uh, or you can put it on the opponent's models and they become disordered. So that's a way to get around abilities like metal. Uh, because if you're disordered, you don't get your bonus wound from having metal. And it gives you shroud as well, too. Correct. Correct. So uh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of instead of cover. Is that a good? I believe shroud. I believe that is correct. I think it, I think that's what you're thinking. And of. shrouded is a lot like so. moving target. Yeah, shrouded is like moving yeah, target for, where forces, you have to reroll. So forces a reroll. Yep. Yep. Just trying to make sure that for the people who don't play, they you know, yep. don't yep. get lost in all of our Wild West X terminology. Sure. So their melee weapons tend to be on the lackluster side. Um, I don't think you necessarily want to intentionally get them in melee because uh, they all kind of have this. They either have a basic melee weapon, which is basically a rate of attack one with no piercing, uh, or they have a sword that has parry and decapitate and a pierce of one. Uh, and and that's that seems fair, right? Yeah, given exactly. That, because given they, that they're, they're effective they're a at strong all levels. gun line, you know, that's going to be their weakness is if you get in on them, that's where they're not as good. Correct. And it's it's not even that they're not as good. Realistically, uh, for most of them, everything across the board is rate of attack one. Um, so it, it's kind of equivalent to their long range. It's just that they're pretty good at all places. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have a few more options with most of them as far as ammo clip and, and the benefits, you know, bonuses of, of the longer range weapons. Uh, which which makes them really cool. Uh, they both so there's only two posse boxes out for it. One you get the non-mounted models, uh, and that's the Ponce de Leon box, and then the other one is the uh, Madre box where you get four of the mounted models, um, and both of them actually have the same theme bonus, uh, which is that if you are in a smoke cloud. You ignore the disorder effects, which is amazing. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, it's absolutely huge. Uh, I believe you still count as having the condition, but you just ignore everything about it, so uh, you don't get your limit and 
yeah, your limit's not reduced or and you're not tasked. Very so cool. that's all that, yeah, I mean that's 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 pretty freaking huge. Uh, so, which means that you can truly use everybody's smoke grenades in a defensive way. So w- with that, if and you're saying they ignore all it does is it ignores the rule, the the negative side effects of disorder, but you still are disordered. Correct. So what? So you would not you, get metal if you took. Them. Okay. So that that comes with a risk as well too. There's it's a you know, it's a double edged sword. Absolutely. You throw you throw Ponce in there or a face in there that has quick and the dead. Or not quicker than it, but metal, then you're taking the risk of them dying. Correct. However, there's a lot of other factions that don't ignore those, still have the smoke grenades, so they get the negative effects and are kind of close to that. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's definitely a negative to it. However, uh, overall, uh, it's better than, than most of your other factions in that way. And I'm going to double check the wording on that, but I'm pretty sure that you still count as having the. You do. I just checked it. You do still count as having the condition for the for the purposes of metal and tough. You still have the condition, right? Sure. Oh, and it also ignores stun, which is nice too. Right, right. Which is why I was saying metal and tough. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you want to go over the bosses? Um. Not just necessarily their their uh, bonus, but like what uh, which you know what the two bosses do. Sure. And uh, this kind of goes into the theme of, of, as I was saying earlier, with them having uh, a lot of those support abilities spread out, is that both of these bosses are very good at supporting whoever they're playing. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll start with with Madre Monica, right? And one of the, the, and we'll go down the backside of her. Uh, She is a mounted model. She does come on a black hoof, so she is... Quick seven, which is is pretty awesome. Um, she has the moving target, largesse, metal, and unstoppable. Um, but she has an she has an ability called compel, and that's where you get to spend two action points, and you pick a, mo- a, a unit within eight inches, and they make a mind check. If they fail the mind check, they get to do whatever she wants them to do. Which right, is very so good. To, yeah, which is awesome if you find that low mind model that you want to have shoot, or even if it's one of your own your models own models. That you're like, hey, I want to fire this Gatling gun again, and you take it and you compel them and they shoot. It's not cheap, right? Two AP, but no, no. I mean, but you know, on the upside, it it doesn't count towards your limit. I don't think because it's not an action itself, right? Right. Um. So that's that's kind of cool. Uh, so it's kind of also like a sneaky extra action. Um, yep, it counts as a free action. You can't be focused yeah. or use for, fortune, right? Yep. Uh, she also has Fate Weaver, right? So she can spend again two action points, and she can look at the top three cards of the opponent's adventure deck uh, or their opponent's action deck and shuffle them back in any order and replace them on top of that deck. So oh, man. It's harsh. Yeah. That one's that one's that one's a critical one. Yep. Depending on your timing on that, it can be brutal because if you know that they're you know activating their boss last and you you get that and and you know that they only have one more activation and you put a one or a two out there and they're in trouble. Or you, you pull that five and you make sure it goes at the, the bottom of those three cards you just pulled. Yeah, exactly. So that you know when when they're uh uh have less options to use it for sure. So that's, that's pretty ridiculous. Uh, she also has another support ability called inspirational and that one, any other models, not her within six inches can roll a re-roll a single dice in their activation, uh, which is fantastic. And can you imagine uh, how good you'd feel? Sorry. If you guaranteed someone's five was on their initiative flip. Oh, so troll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go first, but I don't care. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. So inspirational, uh, other other models or any other units can reroll a single die in their activation. Uh, she has rapid, so her quick seven is actually quick nine, so she can focus that and get the two extra inches for free. Uh, this is a great one uh, that I have on walks looking called invigorate, and during her activation, she can spend an action point. She can pick another friendly unit in 12 inches in line of sight 
and they gain a plus one to their limit. Which is huge in this army because there are no hands. So everybody's a face or support. Mm -hmm. Which means that they're pretty much the entire army is limit three. Actually, I believe the whole army is limit three because I think the cannon guys are limit three as well. The cannon guys are limit three. They are limit three. So that's yes. everybody in the... She, whoever she does that to is going to have a limit of four. Whoa. Uh, which is... Oh, yeah. Um, and then she's also a team player, which means that she can remove her boss trait, uh, gain the face trait, and she loses largesse, but she can fit into Ponce de Leon's posse as well. Which is great. Yeah, which is really cool. Because uh, you heard all that support that I that she has, but she also has uh, a pretty amazing weapon, uh, the Blessed Bomb of Antioch. And if you're a Monty Python fan, you know what that is. Uh, but basically, it's a grenade that she can toss. Uh, it's got Crit Brutal, so it would count as two hits to the initial target. Um, it's a blast. And it's a blast with Pierce which as we know in Wild West Exodus Pierce 4 rules all and gets around all of your defense uh, defensive tech that you're, you might have so that's pretty awesome that is coming in with an engulf uh, blast so you can't get any cover on it either yeah engulf makes him so all of your cover is negated yeah which is pretty crazy uh, it is heavy to kind of uh uh, reduce its ridiculousness so uh, you can't move and and toss it so she needs to be prepared to toss it so that's the downside um, she also has the golden pistol uh, which is a the 10 inch pierce 2 rate of attack 1 weapon with ammo clip and she can use it in melee which is nice and she's also got a pretty awesome shield uh, that gives her parry which is which is really important there Yep, and so parry means that you have to if if you're attacking her in melee, you have to re-roll one hit. Yes, exactly. Um, so that can be that can be not every huge. not yeah not every hit like shrouded and moving target, but one hit. But it's still really good. Right. It's it's it it can change things. Mm -hmm. um, so she's and she's she's got fortune three, and she's coming in at only two hundred twenty five points. I think she's pretty cheap for what she brings to the table. Yeah. All that support and a punch. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's that's not every day that you get uh, a, a boss that can do uh, just about everything they want to do. And then the other boss is the card go? Uh, Ponce de Leon. And he is the not mounted boss. And he kind of takes on some a, a lot of that support role as well. And and Potter, you 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 know him fairly well because you've transformed into him. Uh, mm -hmm. As a as a watcher player, uh, yeah. he's one of the people of choice for watchers to turn into because of that support uh, and the fact that he is, as we said, of the whole faction. They are pre he's pretty solid at all all uh, ranges. Yeah. yeah, he's he's definitely someone that uh, watcher players uh, like to go to. Um, I. I went between him and one of the Confederate bosses that we will talk about, uh, Marcus Wayward, uh, both of them for similar reasons. Uh, but the biggest thing uh, that we'll have is that, uh, as Paul says, he's got shoulder to shoulder, just like all the, the guys that are not you know, on horseback. Uh, he's got inspirational, just like Madre, uh, so, which is really nice. Uh, so especially if you're running her as a face, you're getting, you're getting two inspirationals in your uh, unit. So you can create a nice little uh, six-inch bubble, two six-inch bubbles to make sure that your guys are getting to re-roll a single dice during their activation, which is nice. Uh, but the big reason why people bring them is Treasure Hunter. Uh, Treasure Hunter is a really nice uh, rule that you get. Uh, what it does is the, the unit gets to add plus one to the number of adventure cards in a player's hand. So if you are playing at 1,500 points, which is a standard point cost, you're going in with five adventure cards. This model will allow you to bring six or draw six, uh, which can really change the way that you do things because it's if you've got a lot of models, um, I don't know if, if conquistadors have it, but there is a there's a rule in the game called elite uh, that some models have that allow you to use your adventure cards 
to gain action points for the number of bonuses that they give. So an example, if your uh, action card said plus one to mind checks, you would instead use that card to get plus one action points. But if it said plus two to fight checks, you would get plus two to your action. Or to, uh, yeah, um, to your, uh, to your uh, yeah, sorry, your actions. So that is big uh, for units or for armies that have elite. Um, but then, it, you know, since it can change the, the way they do it. But the moment that the model dies, you no longer get to use that in the, in the, the next phase of the game. So you lose it once the model's dead. Well, at the, yeah, once once you go into the discard section, you get Correct. to keep it for the rest of that turn. Correct, right? Yeah. That's why I'm saying the next the next phase of the round. So the, yeah, the next round you you get you you won't get it anymore. Um, and also, if you have multiple models, so like uh, outlaws have another model in the in there they called uh, Nakano. Uh, she has treasure hunter as well too. Uh, so if you bought both Ponce and Nakano in a generic outlaws list, the ability wouldn't stack. You wouldn't go up to seven cards. Uh, so that uh, so it does specifically state that it only confers plus one to the end, but you know it, it's a big bonus. And I know for me uh, as a, uh, playing it both in Outlaws and Watchers, uh, it's helped me a lot to have that extra card to kind of change the way I'm going to do my game plan. Um, and then the other thing he's got uh, Shrewd Strategist. Uh, so this is once per turn the unit uh, gets to uh, spend an action point to the look at the top. Of card of either their adventure deck or their action deck and then they may discard or return that card to the top of the pile so if you know that you've got three or four models left and you really really need say you've got slain in your army and you really need slain to go next and you draw the, the, the card you draw is a one you can then discard that card right then and there um, you know, to make sure that that, that person is going to get as many action points as you want them to get. Uh, or, you know, you go, hey, cool, I'm getting a five next time. I need to make sure I activate this model and change the way I'm doing the rest of my turn this turn to make sure my strategy goes to activate this model next because I know I'm getting a high action card next time. Uh, or it's even at the end of your turn. And you go, hey, I want to make sure I guarantee the first turn. Let me look at it real quick. Oh, wait, I'm only going to get a two for my for my flip for my who gets to go next. I'm going to discard that. So there's a couple of different uses you can use it for, and that's why a lot of people like using it. Uh, it can, can help control the way that the flow of, of that game when you're using that ability. Yep. I think it's also yeah. worth noting that this guy can uh, can hit like a freight train. Uh, yep. so he has, he has a melee weapon called the blade of Talon, which is an ROA one pierce minus three. And on its face, that's kind of whatever, right? Um, ROA one's f fine. Uh, it's not, you know, not, not what you always obviously want to see as a person behind it, but pierce minus three is amazing. Um, <clears throat> because that's going to lower the grit check of the person taking the hit. But to mm -hmm. add to that, Ponce is uh, fight six, and he has a rule called prodigious, which means when he focuses, he gains plus three instead of plus two. So if you focus a melee attack with him, it basically means you're uh, hitting on twos and up. So it, pretty much you're going to hit. Uh, and you're going to be hitting with pierce minus three, which is deadly. And then to add to that that he has a rule called combat master, which allows him to take a second strike action for one action point instead of increased action points for taking a second strike action. So for two AP, he gets to take two minus three uh, swings at possibly fight nine. Depending on how much fortune and, and stuff you've got. Yeah, and it's got built-in hazardous. As hazardous, well too. right. So as yeah, long as so you hit, you're putting him on hazard. Uh, right. And, you're, and, and again, nice, as we noted, you're probably going to hit on two up. Yeah. And the nice thing about Hazardous is if that model, ha uh, say that model, you come in for the first one and you swing and that model quicks in, quick in the deads. Cool. Now they have Hunkered because of the quick in the dead action. So Hunkered gives you plus one to your grit check. What Hazardous does is it takes Hunkered away. Yep. So you go in with that second swing. You're now hitting that model. You hit get and put Hazardous on them. Quick, uh, hunkered immediately goes away, and so now they don't get that plus one to their grit check. Yep. Yeah, that can make a lot yeah. of models sad. Oh, yes, yeah. it can. All in all, yeah, he's a very strong melee fighter. I mean, he's not 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 only is he a strong melee fighter, he's a good range fighter. Um, his he's basically a sniper. 
Uh, so he's got um, range 20 on his gun. So he can hit really, really far down the field. He's aim 5. So prodigious going to aim 8. Uh, so, But it's a Pierce Mice 2 ROA 1. But the nice thing on it, it's got built-in ammo clips. So just like what we were talking with Madre, you get Brutal, Shred, and, and all those other things. Um, but it's also got Crit Decapitate. So on a critical hit, it forces your opponent to re-roll successful grit checks. Yep, it's gross. So, and I just, I just want to reiterate to you, Chris. I know you said that, uh, uh, you know, he's basically a sniper, but keep in mind, just about every model in this faction has that same gun. Uh, oh, does it? Yeah, Wait, just at Tony, a different Pierce value. Tana Tatui. I don't know how to pronounce that name. I'm well, no, it's, I'm it's, not doing it's the it's the golden rifle. Uh, it just has ammo clip instead of the decapitator. Right. You know, I should have known that since I ran. I I used to run Thomas Tate. Uh, Tobin, who someone will talk about as well too, and he's that was one of the reasons why I ran him was that golden rifle. Yep, yep. So I mean, that's 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 uh, uh, all throughout this this faction here. Um, but those those are the two bosses, and uh, I mean, it's a it's a fairly interesting faction to play. Um, I've got the uh, they since they're outlaws, they also can play in a uh, warrior nation and out uh, order uh so i do have the the mounted ones and after i get them painted up i'll probably pick up ponce de leon as well just for some variety at times uh because i think the i think some of those long-range guns can really shore up some of the weaknesses of uh warrior nation oh and and i, I think i might have said this before uh there are no hands yeah in the King's all, door. Yep. All no hands. Faces. faces and yeah. support yep. so let's support. talk about the let's talk about the one support unit and then we'll talk yeah, about the, the brothers faces. bizarro it's a it's a, it's basically a giant uh, three barreled cannon. Yeah. So uh, if, if you're if you're new to Wild West Exodus, go just Google this model. It's on an extra large base. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. It's, and, um, it's it's a really good model too. Uh, it's got some really good abilities. Hard to get off the table, I think, because it's durable. Oh shit! I didn't realize it was durable. It's durable. Yes. So it ignores the first point of armor penetration. The pier, the the pierce. Value, yep. mm-hmm. It's metal, so it gets the second wound, essentially. It's yep. got an ability called Bunker. So if it does not move, it gains plus two grit for the remainder of the turn. Which means it's effectively grit nine. <clears throat> right. But it also has shoulder to shoulder. So you More sit gritty. one of those other faces or Ponce de Leon base to base with it. Uh, it's, it, it is grit nine grit and then nine. effectively grit 10. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, um, the, and let's talk, let's talk about the gun for a second. Right. Uh, I mean, it's, it's got a pretty decent, uh, uh aim on it. So, right. It's aim five. So you got 50, 50 chance. You, you it com- he comes with a fortune so he can focus himself, which, you know, puts him up to seven. Uh, but that, that gun in and of itself is refined, which means if you, you crit on a nine or you crit 10, on nines and tens. You don't yep. have to re-roll. It's heavy, so it can't move and shoot. So you're going to be getting that bunker ability. Uh, it's blast, so it's a template. It's got crit ammo clip, so after you hit, you can decide to, you know, make it brutal or shred or and any of those abilities. Or hazardous if you're going to hit multiple units. <laughs> hazardous if you're going to hit multiple things. But the other thing is that since it's three barrels, it's rate of attack three. Mm-hmm. So you put that uh, template out there and everybody that's hit is potentially taking three hits from it. It's gross. That's insane. And then if, if you do it right with crit ammo clip, you go brutal and you get four potentially. Yeah, you get four on four on the initial target, it's a, and then it, everybody else under the template takes three. Yeah, it's yep. a big scary gun. It is yeah, a it's, very it's, big scary gun. It's pretty cool. I, I'm I'm looking forward to eventually putting it on the table. Yeah, and it is. I, I haven't I haven't done it, the math in a while, um, but I'm pretty sure if you have the two boxes of Confederates or Conquistadors, I'm sorry, uh, which would be everything but but Thomas Tate Tobin. Because uh, mm-hmm. he's coming out somewhere else because he's tainted. Yeah, he comes. He comes out in the next outlaw box. I think that's due out in June. Yeah, something something like that. Um, but I believe basically you could feel this. 
both both of those boxes um, with deciding to leave out one model if if I remember the the math right. Like I said, it's been a while since I've done. Oh, you're talking from like a fifteen point a 1, from point. from a fifteen hundred point. Yeah, you can basically buy two boxes and play with them all. Amazing. Yeah, so that's the nice side of it being a fairly small faction. Nice. Yeah, and g- given or, that, or if you're playing outlaws overall, right? You can you can you know pick one of them and, and stick it in with somebody else. Really good too. Yeah, I mean that's what that's seems one like of the it'd be fun. I love outlaws. You know, is the ability just to roll in there with you know one faction from one of the like running a mercenary faction and then run in like confederates as or contisadors as your second boss in there to kind of shore up pieces that you're missing. That that that's one of the great things about all outlaws as a faction. Since they're so model rich, you really can build your lists to to be all comers and plug those holes. Well, and that's what that's and that's one of the reasons why I really like these guys as an option to to fill some holes in Warrior Nation, uh, and probably in order as well because you know they they do some things a little bit differently. They might not quite have the punch of of the order ranged guys or the volume well, of fire of the order ranged guys. To, but to, they can, Definitely we haven't start hitting things a little further out, and also we haven't done the uh, the 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 episode on order yet. But all the order guys have masks that make them ignore uh, smokescreen effects, so you can cover the approach. Well, I mean, no, you can use them to cover the approach of the Conquerali, right? Because the Conquerali can walk through the smokescreens without penalty. Right, um, and they can right. sit in them. So right, and that, but that, they're, but they're that's actually what I mean, very right? with, good. These guys yeah. with their with their theme list can do the same thing. So you can have all the smoke grenades. Yeah, I would say they're very good to pair with order. <clears throat> that's a that's a strong pairing potential. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about some of these faces. You want to go through uh, Madre's three people first? Uh, yeah, sure. We can we can go through all that. Uh, let, me, let me see. And we can go through them quick, right? So yeah. I'll start. We'll start with uh, Ricardo uh, Fortuna. Okay. So R- Ricardo is a face. Uh, again, Fortune 1 on this model. So I think that's going to be a theme with these guys is that they have that. He's got that golden rifle. So ammo clip, ROA 1, Pierce minus 2. Uh, he's also got Stone Cold Killer, which we haven't seen yet in the faction. And that's basically if he destroys a model, uh, he gets an additional action point. So. That becomes relevant because of that that uh, that golden rifle. Also, he has a pretty uh, fun combination where he has a lasso as a uh, ranged weapon, which has the critical effect drag, uh, which could potentially pull a model toward him. And then you have his blade, which has decapitate. So that leads to some pretty fun thematic things if it goes off, where you could pull a model toward you and then and then hit it with the blade. And it also has Tangle, so um, you can stun it and reduce its uh, ability to, uh, well, basically all of its stats by one. That's right. And this guy's got moving target, just like all the people on horseback. Uh, and it also has metal as well. So yep. that's that's Ricardo. Uh, so Com- he's coming just in a, at a pretty cheap 140, 140 points. 140 yeah, points. That's cheap. Yep. That's cheap. Yep. You want to go on to Patricia now? Yep. So now the interesting one of the interesting things about Patricia is she does not have the long-range rifle. Nope. Um, she's got the pistol, but she also brings smoke grenades, uh, which which some of the other guys do not. And then her her special role is bloodthirsty. So if she kills the last model, she gets another fortune chip. Yeah. And, and she has, has a the strike R- action. R- yep. And she has an ROA. Yeah. Right. And she has an ROA two on her strike. Right. So she so she's meant to be a little more up close and personal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Pierce, Pierce minus one with a crit, critical decapitate. Yep. So no slouch. Um, oh, and and then just one of the things to point out on Ricardo, uh, that stone cold, stone cold killer doesn't doesn't have to be the last model to get that action point. No, any as as model. He kills right. anybody. Yeah. So you you put him with that twenty inch range against a, a crappy unit of hands, he can he can uh, support himself pretty well. But back to Patricia. I mean, she's she's really good. Getting that that extra fortune chip can can be a lifesaver for her, right? I mean, if she's got the extra and then she gains back the one that she was missing, so she could be going in with two fortune uh, after she activates, mm-hmm. which which yep. is some pretty good efficiency. And then the other one to talk about is uh, Edward, right? Edward Costa? Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and, and so 
he's he's kind of neat because he's got counterintelligence. So after you deploy and trailfinder moves have been made, which is the move before the game, uh, you basically get to redeploy him. Yep. So he gets to he, know essentially what his first, and he can also reach out and touch someone with that golden rifle, right? So exactly. So you you can set him up with that golden rifle to be able to try and start taking somebody out. And and one of the things, even though those uh, golden rifles are a rate of attack one, with how many there are, you start pinging a face or a boss. Uh, eventually, you're going to take him out. Yep. Also, remember these guys are with Madre, who's also mounted and can get around, right? And all of these models have a, have a rule that we haven't talked about yet because I wanted to get to the point where he described all of them. But the three faces all have another ability called teamwork, which essentially means they can take a link to activations. So if you really want to focus fire on something without it having a chance to react, uh, these guys are the guys that can do that kind of thing by chain activating uh, and taking lots of shots. Right, and I, I, there's no limit on it either, right? So you can just keep team working. Yes, right. I believe so. So you could have all four of these guys go and, and take out a high-priority target if you wanted to, realistically. And then just sit there and relax and sip your your drink while your opponent finishes the turn. <laughs> no, it's there, and they're, have, they're one of the few... You have ten models on the field. Yeah, it's worth noting that is not a common rule in this game. That is very powerful. It is not. Normally, well, you, you have know, to it, have it on have, an adventure we talked, card. We haven't talked Warrior Nation yet, but uh, it's 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 all over Warrior Nation. Well, not all over, but it's it's in Warrior Nation enough that this makes it extremely interesting pairing these guys in. All right, so that's uh, that's Madre's crew, and we yeah. talked about the support that comes with Ponce, but there are a couple more models. Yeah, so let's uh, go into Esteban real quick. Esteban El Bruto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like so, this I like this guy a lot. Yeah, he's one of the guys that doesn't have the uh a golden rifle. No, but he's uh, got more Dorado, uh which is a linked indirect and blast weapon. Uh which is pretty awesome. Plus on top of that he has the counterintelligence, uh so he can redeploy to get the most out of that. Yeah. So for for guys that don't know, linked, uh, think of it as the old GW uh, twin linked rule. So if you fail with one of your dice, you get to re-roll it um, because you're get basically double barrels or something like that. So you get to re-roll any of your failed hits with linked. So that's really nice. But again, it's only rate of attack one on this weapon. But hopefully that means you're going to get that. Uh, you get the 50-50 chance since he's aim five. So hopefully you'll be able to hit on the second roll if you miss. Yep, he's yep. also got indirect. Yep, on right. that weapon as well. Which means, which means, uh, you don't need line of sight if you don't want it, but it will scatter. Right, right. right. But so, if you have, but if you have line of sight, you can spend a fortune uh, and ignore that. Yeah, and this guy, you don't want him getting into combat. He's just only has a basic melee weapon, so no pierce, only a rate of attack one on it you you want him staying away and shooting things from afar yeah you want him at that 15 inch range just blowing the crap out of things uh should we go on to juan nuevo puerto nuevo Mm -hmm. puerto yeah uh and he's he's kind of interesting he's the guy that you might want uh to have sitting next to that cannon because he has shoulder to shoulder and bunker as well which could get pretty nasty but he's got the conquistador version of a gatling gun instead of the golden rifle uh, it is Dona dorado yes uh it's a rate of attack three pierce two uh brutal and overcharged uh overcharge gives you hazardous correct uh which is pretty awesome so he's he's, attack, he's yeah. pretty brutal and since he's got the heavy um you don't want him to move. Yeah, you don't need him moving because then he can't use that weapon. So him sitting there base-to-base with the cannon might be one of the better ways to use him. And I'm also noticing he happens to have a mind of four. So he would be a great target for Madre's Compel. Compel, yep. Yeah, because then yeah. you get that Gatling gun going Twice. again. Yeah, and again, ROA 3 means you get to roll 3 dice when you attack with him, so he has 3 chances to hit with it. Pierce minus 2 means it negates your uh, target's grit check by 2, which is very powerful. This is a very, very strong gun. Yeah, this this is basically a guy you want to sit in a building and just let him shoot through your firing lanes. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, I, I like him a lot. I'm a fan of his. Um, and then Amadio. Savoya. Uh, this guy's cool. He's got something that legendary Jesse James has with the Sikkim rule. Yeah, Sikkim's um, kind of cool in there. Yeah, so and it, it's especially it, cool since you can since you said that they're just under that point limit, right? So that that is going to let you bring some uh, automata. Yeah, so what what Sikkim does is it basically allows you to work really well with uh, canine um, uh, machines that are in this in this game. Uh, so he he may include canine automata for the appropriate point cost. So you, you're not getting them for free; you still have to pay for them, but they don't. Uh, uh, they don't take up a posse slot uh, because they basically take up the same slot as uh, Amadeo. So basically look them as a unit when you're building your list. Um, and they, they have to deploy within three inches of the model um, and they gain the teamwork uh, special rule as well too. And then uh, for one action point, they may nominate... Uh, so Amadeo for one action point may nominate an enemy unit within 18 inches and the weapons of any friendly canine automata uh, unit may focus their shots for and their strike actions for free against that specific target. Which is really good. You'll have to take our word yeah. for it. It basically means that they're going to bite the shit out of whatever they go up into. Yeah, and, for and the dogs can dogs. be in uh, pretty large units. So yeah, so that's that's Amadeo. You know, he comes with the standard golden pistol and golden rifle and a basic melee weapon. But he also and some smoke grenades. grenades. Yes, yep. Sikkim is his big thing. Yeah, exactly. He's he's the the dog rambler, and then you have the tainted model Thomas Tate. <laughs> Get it, uh, Tobin, uh, and he's he's got some rules that you're not seeing necessarily elsewhere. Uh, he's got the golden rifle and the golden pistol and the lasso, uh, but he's bringing dead or alive. So if you can get stunned or disordered up on an enemy model, all of his uh, melee weapons. Uh, the hits are, or the grit saves are getting re-rolled. Um, he's got headhunter, so if he draws an enemy model that has unique special rules, uh, he gains a fortune chip. Um, and then he's also got the shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, so this guy is meant to be, he's meant to be going after your bosses and your and your faces, because those are usually the ones that have the unique trait. Yep. Uh, and he's well, but he's also got straight, uh, stone cold killer, so he can be pulling. Uh, uh, action points off of uh, FUD FUDs. And then the last one is uh, Inez Suarez. Again, standard weapon loadout with the rifle and the pistol and the sword. And, and the grenades. smoke grenades. Yep. Uh, but she is bringing another instance of uh, counterintelligence. Counter so you can put her where you want her. And you can, I mean, and you can again... You're just going to redeploy this whole army if you want, it sounds like. Uh, yep. Three or four models, which is about and, half of it. And then chain activate the ones that have... Uh, teamwork it's gross exactly i mean which is a lot of them they, they, a lot of them have it yeah so these guys are i mean effectively what they are is they can they can cover their you know they can cover themselves by shooting and then deploying smoke grenades in places that make it hard to come in on them um and they also have some guys that can they can hit in melee um and uh, you know again some really big guns so a very cool, uh, I think, flexible army. Um, and I think the coolest thing about them is if you really wanted to play a strong, themed-out list, you know, we talked about it already, but you can just buy both of these boxes. So you just buy the two posse boxes, and then you're set. Yep, yep. It's a, it's a great place to be. And if you play Warrior Nation or Order, they, they as we talked about, they there's some things that they bring in, and holes that they fill in those factions as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking real hard about getting that Ponce box right now, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is I already own Thomas Tate Tobin. So for me, I buy two boxes and I own the whole faction now. Yep, and I, I have Madre because I figured horses would be good to go along with legendary Space Ghost Wolf. Coast to coast. Oh, I just vomited in my mouth thinking about that. Yeah, but lucky for you, when I had my car accident, they all got destroyed, so I haven't had the heart to put them back together yet. You'll get there eventually. So have you played yeah, well, against... it's a lot of tiny pieces, and I don't know who's who. So for those of you who have played with or against these models, do uh, you have any uh, fun things you've seen them do? I've actually not. I think Paul is the only person that owns Conquistadors in our meta. 
Yeah, nobody has them here, and basically I used them once, maybe twice, before they uh, disintegrated in the accident. Um, but let me tell you, those those mounted guys, they can they can really move. And they're beautiful um, models. Yeah, which is which is great. Unfortunately, I was playing against Jesse, and he has this habit of saving uh, against minus four uh, grid checks. And uh, you should you play know, me. So I don't. I don't have that problem. Yeah, which is good. <laughs> so he was he was able to take Madre out and stuff like that. But it was. I mean, it was a pretty. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. I I haven't I haven't perfected uh, how to fit them in, into Warrior Nation most effectively. Uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I mean I've only played Ponce and Watchers, um, and then I played Thomas Tate Tobin in my Jesse James list. So I've I've never played him as a conquistador. So I, I played individual models, but not the faction. All right, and that about that about wraps up the conquistadors. Yeah, fun little faction. Uh, not a lot of models, but there's a lot to them as we discovered. Yeah, I like them. You've um, you've definitely piqued my interest. If I want to keep my outlaws, I mean that would give you enough enough. Uh, and, and a lot of them, a lot of them do have mercenary, so they can play sometimes in Jesse James or other places, mm-hmm. even in the generic posse list. So there's there's lots of places where you can make interesting lists with them, uh, with some of the other outlaws that we're going to talk about eventually at some point. Thanks to all our Patreon members. Uh, we love you, and thank you for supporting us in this. We want to thank Static is a City for the awesome music that we have at the top and bottom of our show. And you can find us on social medias at Three Men in a War Game. It's the number, not the word. Uh, we have a Discord. Uh, link will be in the show notes. And you can also become a Patreon supporter of us. That link is also in the show notes. So I think Indeed. that about wraps that up. Uh, uh, Chops, last final thoughts on Conquistadors? Um, I, I can't buy another faction in this game, you guys, but they're very good. And I, I think if I, if I'm not happy with how my, uh, my order are working after I get the portal masters box, I might be looking at that Ponce box, uh, for some supporting cast. Yeah. I think you, I think you should anyway. I don't think you can go wrong. How about you, Potter? Final thoughts on the, uh, conquistadors. Uh, I mean, anything with the holy, the holy hand grenade of Antioch. And it has, has got my, my vote, so I'm, I'm definitely looking strong into into this now. I hate you. <laughs> and uh, I, I've, I've, I've always loved them, uh, and I'm glad to uh, have the opportunity to stick them in with the Warrior Nation and with, with Order. Uh, looking forward to figuring out some more of, of how best to use them. Uh, so, so if you're in the Raleigh Meadow, watch out for some conquistadors coming your way. So that, that about wraps us up. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your day or your drive and listening to us ramble about games. For Thanks sure. Guys. Bye. Dance off, dance off. Uh, Paul, I just realized something. I muted uh, Google Hangouts, so you might have another stinger. I apologize.